10 and 10. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. But I have come that they may have life and have it more abundantly. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But I have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Um, look at your neighbor. Say, neighbor, get you some life. Amen. Look at your neighbor on the other side and say, neighbor, I got a word from the Lord. Get you some life. Get you some life. On these days, uh, sometimes we think that the, the message has to pertain to a certain theme. For example, Mother's Day. Most times when it talks about Mother's Day, we have to find the scripture where we find a good mother. So we always look at Mary. And then uh, Father's Day, we try to find a good father. And Christmas, we try to find the best Christmas story we can, can give. And I struggled, to, uh, I struggled with this because I wanted to kind of just do what I've always done and given a good Easter message. But on today, the Lord led me to John 10, the 10th chapter, and, and I was going to, uh, I was struggling with this, researching this, because John 10 is some heavy stuff. It, it, Jesus declares in John the 10th chapter, I am a good shepherd. I am the shepherd that leads the sheep, and, 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 and I was going to deal with that and really hone in on it, but, but in the middle of him talking about him being the shepherd and him being the door and him being the one that you have to come through in order to have eternal life. He makes a statement in the middle of this chapter where he says, just in case y'all don't know, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But I have come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. The problem is, ladies and gentlemen, that when we look at our life, we look for the wrong things out of life. I want to give you a couple of little things that we look for in life in order to say that we're having a good life. Isn't it amazing how you can be blessed one moment and feel you're having a good life and the same blessing turn into a curse and all of a sudden you tell yourself you're having a bad life. Isn't it amazing how when you got the job, you shouted all over the place, gave God glory, and was ecstatic, was happy. You towed a church up, almost cleared out a whole row shouting. But that same car three years later, when it broke down, now you thought it was the devil. Because it's amazing that we put our stock in the wrong things when it comes to the blessings of God. Uh, if I got a car, if I don't have a car, I'm still blessed, okay? If, if I got a house or I don't have a house, I'm still blessed. If I, if I got expensive labels or I got on Walmart, I'm still blessed because all that doesn't define my blessing because I was blessed even before I got the car. Come on. I was blessed even before I got the house. I was blessed even before I got the job. So the job, the car, the man, the woman doesn't define how blessed I am. When I look in the mirror and see where the Lord has brought me, me from I can come to one conclusion I am blessed I need you to touch your neighbor and tell them I'm blessed I'm blessed I'm blessed 
I got bills, but I'm blessed. I, I got sickness in my body, but I'm blessed. Got haters on my job, but I'm blessed. Oh, y'all look a little comfortable. Is there anybody in here that know that you are blessed? Come on. I need to know, is there anybody here this resurrection Easter Sunday morning that could throw your hands up and give God just a little bit of praise? Because you know at the end of the day, come hell or high water, you're still blessed. Let all the blessed people in the house make some noise like you know you're blessed what do we look for? What do we look for? What do we look for when we decide if we bless? Here we go. The first thing we look for is pleasure. 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 If I have pleasure, I'm blessed. If I, if I go on a trip, I'm blessed. If it, it, that, 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 that describes how good my life is. The second thing we look for after pleasure, we watch this performance. Working hard. Some of y'all are grinding all the time. Still ain't happy. Making money left and right and still ain't happy. Because I've learned that you can make a lot of money and still be miserable. Come on. I I've discovered that money don't define how wonderful your life is. Because I know a lot of people that got millions, millions in the bank but don't feel like they worth a nickel. Come on. But there's some of us that we got debt on top of debt. Oh, but we know when we see what God has done in our life, honey, it don't stop my praise and it don't stop my shine. Come on. I need some people right there that say in spite of what the bank account looks like I know God is still good to me so pleasure is the first thing we look for performance number two number three is position position if I can get the if I can get the job if I can get the promotion on my job if you give me the title then I can have the life that I'm supposed to have want to be the manager but you can't stand the gossip you get now want to be the director want to be the person that's in charge but you can't handle the responsibilities of it right now if I give the position come on you want to be a wife but you don't want no husband huh oh, let me go there real good because you want to be the husband but you don't want no wife because if you really got it you'll be saying what in the world did I get myself into you mean I got to ask to somebody I just can't spend money like I want to no you wanted the position bad didn't you but you didn't know there was responsibility that came along with the position so position don't make you happy either what else do we go after pursuits come on we go after that man we go after that woman we go after that thing some of us are always other directed this is why we can get so easily distracted away from God because we're after these pursuits these things that we call our dreams and our desires that we didn't ask God if that was our dream or desire we didn't run it through God to make sure that God was pleased with what we're going after we just jump out into stuff thinking that it's going to make us happen and then after you have worked all your fingers to the bone and you still not be happy after all that you come to discover that I could go after all these pursuits but they profit me nothing what does it mean for the man to gain the whole world but to lose his soul you can have riches you can have money you can have houses you can have cars but is there anybody in here that say on this resurrection Sunday morning give me Jesus I got to have Jesus for my life you can get all that other stuff but give me Jesus why you want Jesus because he puts a smile on my face because he puts a swagger in my step because he puts a little pep in my step because he gives me joy down in my heart he makes depression get up off me is there anybody in here say I love Jesus and I got to have him with everything inside of me the Jesus people in this house make some noise if you want Jesus Watch this. What he says, he says, watch this. I've come that you might have a life and have it more abundantly. What does that more abundantly mean? Does it mean six figures in the bank? Does it mean 
that I got to be a millionaire doesn't mean that I got to have everybody on my friends list to like me. What does more abundantly mean? See, I found life is only found in the person of Jesus Christ. I found that real life is only in Jesus Christ. In fact, your neighbor, they sitting there, but what they'll tell you is they didn't really start living until they got to Jesus. God, I wish I had somebody right there. I, didn't, I, didn't, I mean, I was in the club, and I thought that was it, but after a while, that didn't satisfy me, and I, and I had relationships, and I thought that was it, but that didn't satisfy me, and I made a whole lot of money, and I thought that was it, but that didn't satisfy me, but what I discovered is when I found, ran into Jesus, that's when I found real life. That's when I found a good life. I need to know, is there anybody in here that say, hey, I'm living a good life because I got Jesus in my life. Is there anybody in here that say, look at me? all you want to judge me for who I am but I know I'm living a good life because I got Jesus let's go ahead and break it up real quick there's some people that send your life miserable as they can be judging you and how you live your life but is there anybody that can say hey when you look at me realize the smile on my face came from Jesus the joy in my heart came from Jesus the reason that I'm going through hell and I ain't in a depression is because I got Jesus in my life. I got Jesus. I didn't start living till I got Jesus. So what kind of life do you get? I'm almost done. When you get Jesus. So glad you asked me. Don't have screens. I would tell them to go there, but they're not, they're not there. <laughs> what kind of life do you get when you get Jesus? Stay with me. Here's number one. Number one, you get a pardoned life. You get a pardon life. Okay. Um, my sin and your sin has caused us to transgress against God's law. I brought forth the penalty of death because the wages of sin is what? My sin caused me to die spiritually so because of my sin we are waiting because of our sin we are waiting the final execution of sentence I know you look real good this morning I know you came to resurrection Sunday morning but if we really tell the truth just for a minute all of us got some sin in our life Okay, that was the wrong neighbor because your neighbor sat there and didn't even move their head. Like, I know that's right. But look down your road. Look down your road. Look all the way down your road. That's a bunch of sinners. There's a bunch of sinners. There's a bunch of sinners. In fact, in fact, look right next to you. That's a sinner right there. In fact, in fact, look at the person in your seat. That's a sinner right there. In fact, look at the person that got this microphone. That's a sinner right there. Look over there to that soundboard. Them some sinners over there. Look behind you with them orange shirts on. Them some sinners over there. Look at that one back there with that green shirt on. That's a sinner right there because all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. How dare you come up in here trying to act like you got it all together and that your stuff don't stink and ain't nothing wrong with you. I need you to look down your road and say all us up in here are some sinners. Albert, I can't stand Sadiddy church people that think they ain't got no sin. All of us in here are sinners. Only difference is we just sin differently. 
<laughs> but we awesome sinners. Your sin ain't my sin. My sin might not be your sin, but we all some sinners. Ooh, come on. I feel a, a religious spirit trying to rise up in here to my new, no, not me. Oh, I, I, I don't do what they do. Honey, you might not do that, but you doing something. Look at your neighbor, shake their hand real good and say, you doing something. You doing, you doing something. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yes, yours might be hidden. Yours might not be out in front like somebody else. But if God ever took the covers off of what you was really doing, if God ever exposed you, honey, you would run up out of here because you would be embarrassed by what you are doing because all us doing something and because of what we do we deserve based upon God's law death our sin made us dead men walking and nothing you and I can do that can exonerate us from the penalty of sin I need something greater than me to cancel out what I did. Because yeah. here's what I've discovered. When it comes to my sin, I'm always running in a deficit. Okay, that was the wrong side. Let me come over here. Because um, they looked at me like... I've discovered that when it comes to my sin, I realize I'm always running in a deficit. So no matter how much good works I try to do, my sin will always be exceeding over my good works. God help me. I, I mean, I could, I could help the old lady cross the street and I could give all my belongings to the poor and I could help you and love you. But, but every now and again, what I realize is that I was shaping in iniquity and I was born into sin. There's, there's a sin nature on this inside of me. The good that I would want to do, I don't do that. But the evil that I say I'm not going to do, I keep on doing that. There's something down in my members that I warn against one another. I got one side that's righteous, but I got it other side that's ratchet. I got this one side that's sanctified, but I got this other side that's a sinner. Oh, I wish I had somebody in here that didn't mind telling the truth that no matter how hard I try, there's another side of me that keeps creeping up when I don't expect it. And when I go to say hallelujah, a curse word might come out. Is there anybody in here? I'm preaching. I'm preaching. I need something greater than me. To cancel out the stuff I do. And the text, the Bible says that God demonstrated his love for us. That while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. So through Jesus, God offered us a full pardon. Jesus paid for our sins. So that a pardon could be offered to us by a righteous God. The blood of another is accounted as payment for my own sin. God, I thank you for that. And the result of this payment is that I am saved from facing the judgment of God on my life. Okay, you still ain't with me. Uh, uh, pardon, pardon is a legal term. Watch this. Pardon is a legal term. It, it, in other words, it means, watch this. Let me set the scenario. God is the judge. Jesus is my defense attorney. And I am the criminal. Okay, let me back that up. Slow bus came up in here. Maybe it came off the highway and hit y'all real quick. Let me, let me get y'all back on track. God is the judge. Jesus is my defense attorney. And I am the criminal. But there's a problem. Because there's somebody else in the courtroom of our lives. The devil is the prosecuting attorney. 
and he is demanding the execution of the law against our life. Devil stands up and said, they said they weren't going to do it again, but they did. <laughs> Devil stands up and say, I got evidence. They said it was going to be the last time, but it wasn't the last time. I wish I had some real people right there. <sighs> but, but, uh, but is there anybody in here that no matter how much the accuser of the brethren try to accuse you of what you've done, every time uh, that the, that the uh, prosecuting attorney comes across and tries to create a case against me, my defense attorney stands up and lets the judge know, yes, Philip is guilty, but I paid a price for his pardon that's why first john one and seven says that the blood of jesus cleanses us from all sin see my shout ain't because of the car my shout ain't because of the house i give god glory because i was guilty but he forgave me god i wish i had somebody my shout is because he saw in me what i didn't see in myself my praise is because he did for me what i couldn't do for myself i leave and give god the praise because the grace was applied to my life and he declared me not guilty. I need the not guilty people in this house to open up your mouth and give God glory that a pardon was extended and you are found not guilty. Okay, 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 okay. Let me break it down like this. Um, 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 um. You remember, you remember the days when you used to go to the club? And, and when you went to the club, they had this, uh, uh, this photo booth. <laughs> Some of y'all looking like you don't know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. Come on, depending on what, what, what generation you're from, you either had that big old chair that looked like a fan. Tracy, you know what I'm talking about. You're that big old chair that looked like, you know, you sit in this big chair and, and you're sitting there and they take the picture of you. Watch this as evidence that you were there. Come on, let's come to your generation. Uh, some of y'all had that backdrop. They had the Bentley behind you that was painted on the wall. I wish I... I wish y'all would sit up here and look at me like I'm crazy, like y'all don't know what I'm talking about. Come on, depending on what generation you came from, uh, then, and you, you sitting there styling and profiling, got your little picture, you know you know how some of y'all used to do, you know, uh-huh, come on, Tamitras, you know what I'm talking about. And, 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 and the picture was taken as evidence that you were there, and see what the devil does, he says, hey, let me bring up that club picture, that night when they got tore up from the floor up, where they got to drink, they drunk everything that they could, don't even know how they got home, shouldn't you charge them for that God Jesus stands up and says look at the nail hand nail prints in my hand and look at the nail prints in my feet I pay for every time they got drunk I pay for every time they slept with somebody they weren't married to I pay for every lie they told and I need to know is there anybody in here that can give God glory that the charges were dropped and you've been forgiven open up your mouth and give God glory like you know you've been forgiven open up your mouth and give God glory like you know you've been forgiven. Give your neighbor a high five say you might have had a picture but he declared me not guilty. Uh, you might have been there with me but he declared me not guilty. I might have made the mistake but he declared me not guilty. So when you get Jesus, number one, you get a pardon life. Everybody say a pardon life. Number two, you get a prosperous life. 
a prosperous life. John 10 and 10, he says, I've come that you might have life, have it more abundantly. It's a new life that is filled with a potential for the redeemed person to a life of a holy life for them to enjoy the power and presence and peace of God. Jesus said, I come that you might have life. Come on, breeze, blow, and have it more <laughs> abundantly. And what Jesus is trying to show us is that there are benefits to when you accept him into your life. Jesus says, when you come to me, you don't just have life everlasting, but you got life to the full right now. I need somebody to say that at your mouth. Say right now, right now. Uh, um, before Jesus, you just existed. But when you accept Jesus, now you got a life. A, a life that got, watch this, that's full of potential. And what Jesus is showing us is that, watch this, when you have a shepherd, we have the benefit of being shepherded. Let me say that one more time. That when you have a shepherd, when Jesus becomes your shepherd, when the Lord is my shepherd, that there are benefits of being with a shepherd. John uses this statement, I've come that you might have life and have it more abundantly, to reach all the way back into the Old Testament to the 23rd Psalm. The Lord is my shepherd. John uses this statement to reach back to Psalms 23 to show that when the Lord is your shepherd, more abundantly is tied to your everyday experience. Can I, I need to take a pause for the cause right there because some of you need to realize that no matter how much the struggle is in your life, you are living a prosperous life. Come on. That no matter how much the struggle looks like, you still living in prosperity and joy. Oh, come on, come on, come on. Can we just face facts? Some of y'all know you came all the way from the hood and now you living in a gated community. There's some of you that know you had to sleep five deep in a bed and now you got a queen and king size bed all by your, come on. Is there anybody here that can say the Lord brought me a mighty long way. That look where the Lord has brought me from. That where I used to be, I ain't there no more because I serve a God that prospered my life beyond where I used to be. Okay, I got it. Some of y'all been sedated all your life. I got you. You, you came, for, you came, you came uh, to this world with a silver spoon in your mouth. You, you, you came to this world with, with, with everything taking care of you. But there's some of you that know you didn't get through college because they gave you a scholarship. You, you didn't get through. Uh, 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 you didn't cross that stage, magnum cum laude or summa cum laude. Some of y'all graduated with, thank you, Lordy, that you barely just made it. Come on. Is there anybody here that can say, I give God glory because where I am ain't no goodness of my own that got me there. But it was the grace and mercy of God that's been in my life. I need to take a praise break right there. Do a flashback of where you used to be and look at where you are now and give God praise based upon how far he's brought you. Is that all he did for you? Is there anybody in here that can excuse himself from that seat? and say see I gotta get up right here and give my God glory cause he brought me a mighty long way is there anybody in here that can throw your hands up and say God prospered my life and I owe him the glory
God wants to prosper your life. God wants you to be blessed. God, it's for somebody in here, never wants you to go lacking. And before you box me in and thinking I'm talking about a, a dollar amount, see, I'm talking about an abundance that supersedes your bank account. Okay, all right. I'm going to get somebody real this morning. God says, I can bless you so that what you make and what you live will not add up. Okay, I'm a, can I just get about five of y'all that say, I know what, the, what my check says every two weeks, but I know how good God been to me. I don't live off of what my check say. Here we go. This for the real praiser. I live off of something called favor. When the favor is on my life, I'm living better than what my check says. I got blessings. I can't even explain. Somebody in here, open up your mouth and give God glory for the favor that's on your life. Somebody holler, favor! I feel a praise right there. I feel a praise right there. That when I look at my life, I'm living off a of favor. That I want to look at what God has done, I'm living off a of favor. God, debt, and favor. How that go together? But I'm still living off a of favor. He hooks me up with stuff I don't deserve and I didn't earn. I wasn't that smart to get that job. But God took my application and put it on top and put it in the heart of my manager to hire me. She don't even like me. But when favor is on my life. I said when favor is on your life people have to bless you that can't stand you I need somebody in here to give God glory for the favor that's on your life he says watch this I give God glory because I'm living a prosperous life I'm living a life that don't make no sense I'm living a life that don't add up. Do you know where I came from? Ooh, okay. Do you know how many mistakes I made? And God didn't hold my mistakes against me? Do you know how many errors I done made in my life? Okay, come on. This for the real people. This about for five of y'all that's going to be real. You know how many times I should have been fired? But the Lord still looked out for me and still covered me. Come on, I wish I had somebody right there that say, I ain't lived that good and I ain't been that perfect. Maybe you sitting around somebody that crossed every T and dotted every I. But I need to know, is there anybody in here that can say, when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that is done for me, I leave myself in one place. I got to throw my hands up. I got to open up my mouth. I got to give them glory for the Lord has done great things. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, I want you to preach to your neighbor. Say, neighbor, I'm going to become your preacher real quick. Look at them, shake their hands, shake it real good and say, neighbor, my praise is because he did more than I ever expected. I wish I had somebody right there. Some of y'all sitting in that chair a little bit too long. Like you don't know that God been good to you. Is there anybody in here that can get up on your feet, lift up your hands and say, he did more than I ever expected. He did more. Somebody open up your mouth and give God glory that you live in a prosperous life. He keeps on doing great things for me. He keeps on 
opening doors for me. He keeps on making ways that I don't deserve. He keeps on. Ooh, calm down, Philip. Calm down. They don't want to shout. They outside. They scared to let their praise go. It's all right. Calm down. Calm down. Um, so number one, you got a part in life. Number two, you got a prosperous life. But here's number three, you got a perpetual life. Preach, Philip. You got a perpetual life. Um, later on in this same chapter, chapter 10, read it when you get home. Jesus says that not that no, not only do you have a life more abundantly, but he says in verse 28, John 10, verse 28, that I give them eternal life, that they shall never perish, and no one will snatch them out of my hand. That 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 no matter how much the devil tries to shake you out of my hand, no one can snatch you out of my hand. In other words, there is, there is this tie-in, Tanya, between being connected to God and keep on standing. Okay, let me, let, me, let me break this down. Let me break this down. That there's some of you that realize that no matter how much hell comes to your house, and no matter how much struggle you got to do, at the end of the day, you still standing. God help me. Is there anybody here that know that the winds get the blowing sometimes? Come on. And the rain starts falling every now and again. And it seemed like the enemy is getting ready to take you out. But there's some people in here that say, I done survived the storms of life. I done survived the test of my life. And I'm still standing here. This is why, this is why, watch this, this is why, watch this, um, some people couldn't get out of bed this morning, because when you don't have Jesus, you don't feel like you got anything to get up out the bed for, but when you really got him, come on, you can have pain in your body, Jesus, I wish I had somebody right there. You could have had hell going on all day yesterday. You could have had every demon and devil trying to fight you for coming to church this morning. Ah, oh, some of y'all came this morning and you had to fight just to be here on today. Ah, oh, but when you got Jesus on the inside of you, it gives you an endurance that you can't even understand. Some of you should have lost your mind a long time ago, but you're still standing. Is there anybody in here that could give God praise? Because you serve a God that gives you a perpetual uh, uh, unction that you keep going in spite of everything that comes against you ah, I, w- I wish somebody understood that how many times the devil counted me out and how many times the enemy tried to stop me and how many times every lie came against me but I'm still standing <laughs> I wish you would tell every demon every devil look at me real good devil I'm still standing thought I was going to lose my mind but I'm still standing thought it was going to break me but I'm still standing thought it was going to tear me in the parts but I'm still standing and is there anybody in here that can give God glory that when you look over your life there's some stuff that should have took you out but you're still standing somebody stomp your foot and say I'm still standing come hell or high water I'm still standing come depression I'm still standing come sickness I'm still I feel like preaching come confusion I'm still standing come weariness I'm still standing and I give God glory that I'm still standing I need the people that's still standing that open up your mouth and give God praise that you're still
justice. And when you tried to walk away, let's have real talk right through here. When you tried to give up on God, when, watch this, when you told yourself, ain't nothing to this church thing, ain't nothing to this, can I talk to some real people that's ever been in that, in that situation in your life that you, that you look at it and say, there have been moments in my life where I said, um, I was catching less hell when I was outside the church. I wish I had some real people right there. They say, when I was in the world, I didn't have all these problems. I mean, I was living a good life. I was living my best life. I wasn't going back and forth with nobody. I was living a good life. Couldn't nobody say nothing to me. I mean, everything was good. It was Gucci. It was gravy. I mean, it was, everything was wonderful. But as soon as I came up in church, it seemed like I got put on the devil's hit list. It seemed like as soon as I came to church, it seemed like as soon as I got good in God, like when I got saved for real, Shannon. I mean, for real, Shannon. I ain't talking about I just joined the church, put my name on the roll. I'm talking about when I started praying and didn't even know what I was praying about. I'm talking about, I'm talking about I got in God for real. I mean, I'm sitting in church and everybody lifting their hands and all of a sudden my hands go up. And I'm looking at myself like, what in the world are you doing? I mean, when I got in God good, it seemed like as soon as I got in God good, all hell want to come against me. And God says, can't nobody pluck you out my hand. Watch this. And this is what he said to me, Chantel. Not even you. As many times as you quit. Come on, have you ever been there? Where you woke up Sunday morning? I ain't going. Mm -mm, I ain't going. I ain't going. I'm just not. Here we go. I'm just not feeling it. I'm just not feeling it. God say, when I redeemed you, I put something on the inside of you that supersedes your feelings. You ever came to church, come on, this real talk right here. You ever came to church with an attitude that you was here? And you tried to find something wrong with everything you saw? He taking too long. They sung that three weeks ago. He greeted me, but she didn't. And you're sitting in service. Trying to have an attitude. And all of a sudden, that Holy Spirit starts talking to you. If you don't get your crazy self together and realize that you need to be grateful for every time you can dot the door and come into the house of God, that you need to be grateful. That after all I've done for you, you owe me worship and you owe me praise. In fact, some of you are behind on your worship and behind on your praise because you went through a season of trying to have an attitude. But God says, hey, I'm here today to collect all my worship. Somebody in here to throw your hands up and say, God, for every time I had an attitude, I tell you thank you. For every time I tried to walk away, I give you the glory because nothing I did could snatch me out your hand. No matter how saved you are, you're going to have a season or two or three where you're going to try to walk away from it. You say, I'm done with it. It's over. And no matter how much you try to walk away, God comes along and he grabs you. And you trying to walk in the other direction. And God say, uh-uh, uh-uh. 
I got something on your life that you gonna do by the time you they say ashes to ashes and dust to dust there's something I put on the inside of you that I will not let go of watch this and I'll let you go a little ways and I'll let you do your thing for a little minute but I only let you get so far before I snatch you back and say you got to come back to me because no matter how much you try to get out my hand I'm still tied to you you don't believe me the Bible says I'm married to the backslider that no matter how much you try to get away from me I keep pulling you and you keep working again me but I'll drag you because guess what you got limited energy but I got all the energy in the world and no matter how much you try I still got more than you come here and after a while you get tired of going through the wrestle and you turn around and say not my will but your will be done somebody in here open up your mouth and give God glory like you know I'm tied to him I'm done. I'm done. He wants you to have a number one, a what life? A pardon life. A number two, a what? Prosperous life. And number three, what? Perpetual. Thank you, because I forgot. I'm just that quick. He wants you to have a pardon life. He wants you to have a prosperous life. And he wants you to have a perpetual life. All right. There's one more life he wants you to have. He said, you got to have this life. Because without this life, watch this, you'll fall away. Without this life, you will try to jack up your own soul salvation. So I got to give you this last life. Um, after you have the pardon life, the prosperous life, and the perpetual life, here's the last life. You got to have a preserved life. I got to preserve you. I got to, as Ephesians said, put a seal on you that'll keep you to the day of redemption. I, I got to put something on you that preserves you for, forever. Forever, ever. Forever, ever. That when my hand is on your life, can't nothing spoil you. Okay, you're going to get this. You're going to get this. In other words, it is an indication of my keeping power. Here we go. This is why that bad relationship didn't take you out. Okay. This is why that experience couldn't kill you. Come on, this ain't all y'all testimony, but some of you, this is your testimony. You took all the pills and you still here. Because I preserved you. Because I'm going to keep you. I, I got my keeping power on your life. I'm going to preserve you until the day of redemption. I'm going to keep you together when you feel like you're about to fall apart. I'm going I'm to make sure that your steps are going to be ordered by me. So that you end up where I want you to end up, right when I want you to end up. I got to preserve you and keep you. Because you missed it. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But I got to preserve you to the place that no matter what the devil throws at you, I've already given you a word. No weapon. I wish I had somebody right there. 
that's formed against you shall be able to prosper. I need somebody to throw your hands up and holler. No weapon, no weapon. Not depression, not weariness, not, not no lack of money, not friends leaving, not people betraying me. No weapon that's formed against you shall be able to prosper. And there's some of you that are here this resurrection Sunday morning that could give God glory and give God praise that after everything the devil tried, look at you, you're still here because God preserved you. He kept you. You thought you was going to lose your mind, but you're still in your right mind. You thought you was going to go crazy, but look at you still got the faculties of your brain. Is there anybody in here that say, I give God glory because he preserved me. He kept 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 me. No goodness of my own. He did something for me I couldn't even do for myself. He kept me. While other people are walking away from God. And while other people are giving up on God. Look at you, you still here. You got family looking at you crazy. You still taking your children to church? You doggone right. Because the same keeping power that God did for me, I want the same keeping power to be on my children as well. That's the kind of life that God wants you to have. That's what he's saying to you. That I can give you that kind of life. That I can give you life and life more abundantly. I don't want you just existing. I want you to start living. But it only happens when you surrender your life to the Lord. Every head bowed, every eye closed. My brother, my sister, I came for you on today that you got to know him for yourself. He got up so that you can have everlasting life. So my brother, my sister, if you know you're not saved, aren't you your salvation? I came to introduce you to a man that can make your life brand new. He can change your life forever. I don't want nobody looking around right now. I need you to just focus in right now. If you know you're not saved, or you're unsure of your salvation. It's real simple. God says all you got to do is accept him into your heart. Is to confess him with your mouth. That Jesus Christ is Lord. And believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. And you shall be saved. It's a done deal. You ain't got to be perfect. You ain't got to get yourself together. You have to be surrendered to him. So my brother, my sister, wherever you are, I'm asking you a question. If you were to die today, where would your soul spend eternity? If you know you're not saved or unsure of your salvation, all I'm going to ask you to do is just lift your hand and say, Pastor, I want to surrender Jesus into my heart on today. It's not to embarrass you. It's a hand going up already. you're not saved or unsure of your salvation wherever you are lift your hand saying I want to re receive Jesus into my heart today I don't want to leave here not knowing him for myself secondly if you need a church home there's no greater place than right here at freedom a place that you can grow and mature in God some of you have been coming here and God has been moving on your heart for you to join this ministry 
If I'm talking to you, lift your hand saying, it's me, Pastor. It's time for me to make this commitment. So if you know you're not saved, unsure of your salvation, or you want to join this church, lift up your hand. No one's looking at you. This is between you and God. Don't miss your moment. Don't miss your moment. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I see two hands. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. For those that lifted your hand, I need you to get up out your seat and make your way to this altar. I want to just pray with you. I just want to pray with you. Come on. I need you to come to this altar now. Come to this altar now. need y'all to stretch your hands this way. Stretch your, hand, your hands this way. Father, I pray for them that I'm making this decision on today. God, I thank you for this life-changing moment. This Resurrection Sunday morning, they're surrendering to you on today. And so God, right now, I pray you're covering on their life. God, the enemy is mad that they're making this decision. But as your word has already been declared, no weapon that's formed against them shall be able to prosper. So God, cover them now with this fresh start that you're giving them today. You got up for this very moment in their life. And we thank you and honor you for what you're doing. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody say amen. Shake the roof off this tent and give God glory. Come on. Hallelujah. Come on, y'all take them. Come on, come on. Keep your hands going. Come on. Let's bless God. Let's bless God. Hallelujah. 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 Come on, can we give God glory for the word on today? Come on, come on, we could do better than that. Let's give God glory for the word. If you were blessed by that word, let's give God glory for the word. Hallelujah. We honor the Lord for all that he's doing, and we give God glory and give God praise. Where's that piece of paper? Yeah, thank you. Amen. I want to make sure I'm still in order. Praise the Lord.